Hey everyone, this is Clarissa and this is the very first episode of 512 FM, a podcast about a lot of different things. Some things about branding, we might get a little bit political. No, we won't. We're not getting political. I don't want this to be a political podcast. But I do want to talk about everyday topics that do hinder your brand and and how we see design and how we see brands. But again, we're not getting political. If you would like to hear something political, I suggest listening to Rachel Maddow's podcast called Bagman. Fantastic. Not getting paid for that. I just finished listening to it and it is a fantastic podcast seven episodes fantastic reporting but it's Matto, so of course anyway again my name is Clarissa the host of 512 FM and I run 512 studio a brand identity and creative design house for change makers and rule breakers and all that just means for those of you who want to go against the grain And I hate the term wanting to stand out, but if you want to go against the grain, if you're tired of being cookie cutter, I love working with brands who are ready to really change the world. And that's kind of where I want to take this podcast is talking to different brands and talking to different entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who aren't going by this cookie cutter textbook. I've said cookie cutter 10 times, by the way, but who aren't going by this textbook rule of needing to be in this package. And we'll also talk about how that's pressure in and of itself to feel like you have to do things this way and look that way and follow this rule. Because as someone who's been in business for herself while working a nine to five, um, I've I've done it. I've been very unhappy trying to put myself in this box. And now I just want to speak against it. And talking to some of you out there, it's, you guys are tired too. So we can have a conversation about it. Let's exchange some emails at hello at 512studio.com. That is hello at F-I-V-E, the number 12, Dot com. You can also visit 512studio.com, F-I-V-E-1-2-studio.com, and check out the blog, check out my services, some cool things in the shop. I've got the brand base, which is really great for all of you who are so-called do-it-yourself entrepreneurs and are going to be building your design kind of from scratch while you start your while you start your journey it, with your brand with your business and need help trying to find that identity the brand base is really great because it allows you to go through the workbook and figure out your voice figure out how you can use your voice and come up with a mission statement and find that brand messaging and then you can design around that and really reach your target audience. I think with everything that I've learned as a person who, who's been terrified of starting and having this anxiety of failing and failing publicly, which is always the worst, right? We think the whole world is looking at us when we fail publicly and no one's looking at us while we're succeeding. But 
that's actually not true. Um, but one of the things that I loved about the brand base and creating it is taking what I've learned, taking what I've done for other companies in my nine to five as a contractor and applying it so that you guys can minimize the amount of mistakes that you might go through and the design embarrassment that you may go through. Let me tell you, I've done some pretty terrible first logo, first website. I created a logo from an image I got in Microsoft Word. Luckily, that whole thing is buried, buried in the ground. No one will see it, not even me, but it is terrible. So I've learned from my mistakes. I want to apply that so you guys can learn from yours too. It's still January. Everyone is still trying to figure out how they're going to go about doing that one thing this year because, you know, the new year is always their year to do, to launch their business or to start their podcast or to start their YouTube channel. So the brand base, again, will help you do that. And then if you're wanting to, I can also help you with coaching and do the one-on-one thing with the brand base. And that just means you're not filling out the workbook on your own, which if you're doing it on your own at your own pace, it's great. If you're looking for a bit of accountability, that's where this coaching kind of comes in. It helps you work through it. You can ask those questions, shoot off those ideas. So just needed to do a little plug there. I know it is annoying, but I promise I will not have every episode be a plug-in of my product. But I wanted to throw that out there since this is the intro and we're having that conversation. I just just thought that, hey, let's also promote the brand base. Also, while we're talking about promoting right quick, I am on social media everywhere at 512studio.com because I feel like it's simple. You keep it simple. It's on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. If you like tweets about 90 Day Fiance and Amish, is it Amish Mafia? No, but the Amish show that comes on Return to Amish or any of the Housewives or Vanderpump Rules, you can catch me on Twitter talking about that. I'm also on Facebook at 512 Studio. So I'm everywhere. If you want to follow on social, let's talk. Let's chat it up. Um... I love saying the most random things and sharing what music I'm listening to, which is part of life <laughs> in, in a way that I'm just trying to get through this crazy world. So again, this is the first podcast, super excited about starting it and wanting to talk and a little bit more about why I just kind of feel like I love, I want to chat about different things and chat with different people. I'm not going to lie, the blogging thing has kind of slowed down and kind of lowered on my priority list. So wanting to, you know, write a blog post, it'll happen from time to time, but I would rather just have this kind of honest conversation with all of you. Plus, I do suck at grammar and not because I'm dumb or not educated, I think personally it's probably my my anxiety that makes my mind race 
faster than my fingers can keep up with. So there's all these grammar mistakes I have to fix after publishing. It is what it is. So anyway, all of that to say is I just wanted to talk. There's a lot that is going on that I do think impacts our brand. I think there's all this, all these different changes that are happening in our culture that impact how we approach our audience and how we do that through design or how we do that through messaging or how we even do that through um, just starting our brand. Like, why do we start something and there's a thousand of them out there? You know, the best thing you can look at is makeup and how Fenty Beauty started. She's not, you know, Rihanna isn't the first person to come out with a makeup line, right? Rihanna isn't the first person to come out with a makeup line that has more shades for brown skin but there was still something that was missing that Rihanna took the time to come out and say hey I'm about to enter this market of makeup and it took off now granted there is celebrity power behind it because she's Rihanna right and I know I've said her name wrong it's Rihanna not Rihanna we've messed it up as a people she's always been saying it right so I'm gonna try to say it like her but when Rihanna came out with Fenty Beauty, it blew up. And not just because this beautiful person has this makeup line now, which just fits, but it was the way that she solved a problem for the dark girls, the dark skinned girls who would buy the makeup for dark skin. And it had this particular after effect that wasn't necessarily pleasant and that's not that's not shade to anybody that's saying that that's saying that Rihanna paid attention to the problems that were with some of these makeup lines and then you started to see funnily enough everybody else saying oh our makeup is for everybody's skin type too you know and so it didn't really jump off until Rihanna did it but when Fenty Beauty came out then everybody else kind of freaked out because we were all flocking to her makeup and now she's kind of built this empire with it. So, you know, you have a mix of a product that people use to enjoy and then how do you brand that product? And let's go a little bit deeper into it. We're going to go deep into it this first episode, okay? So you have the product, like I said, and you didn't just have people who identified as women. You had people who identified as male wearing makeup. You you probably have people who don't identify as one of the binary genders that we have out there. And you had girls, you had women, you had people um, who were to the lightest, lightest porcelain skin whether or not it was just them having this light skin or in this very fair skin, or if they had some sort of, um, um, I want to say that the one, one model at one point was albino. I'm not a thousand percent sure on that. So don't quote me, but then you had somebody who with the darkest shade wear this makeup and say how great they felt that they finally found makeup that didn't make them look chalky or that didn't make them look like they had to they had the weirdest mismatched skin you know from if you know anything about wearing foundation that's wrong like your skin is one color but then your neck's another and it's just 
not a good look, <laughs> right? But that, in a way, if you want to look deeper into it, some people will say, it's just makeup. And it is. It's just makeup. But if you're somebody who falls into those shades that aren't catered to you on the market, it's more than just makeup. Because now you're not settling. Now you have a product that you feel like is made for you. Now, obviously, Rihanna didn't come to my house and say, girl, let me get your shade so I can make a foundation for you. But when I went and I tried it on, I was like, I don't even look like I'm wearing foundation, which is my look. I don't care to look like I'm wearing a bunch of makeup personally. But that's what I loved. And it's worth that investment of of using her products because it it fits me and now it's my only you know my only shade of of makeup that I'm wearing by the way this post is not sponsored by anyone but god willing Rihanna hears this you can girl you can send me all the lipstick and the underwear and the and the whatever wine I don't even drink wine like that but if you would like to send me anything the first new the first drop of the new album like I'll be at your pre-listening party I just wanted to throw that out there um but I'm saying I'm saying all of that because when a brand does pay attention to their audience and that's the whole message in this when the brand doesn't go with the status quo and they break away from that and they say okay we're gonna put more people in our ads that aren't a size two and look a certain way, right? We're going to put this person in here that looks this way. We're going to take that chance and we're going to dare to be different. There's always going to be pushback. You cannot satisfy anyone 100%. 100% of your audience is not going to be happy with what you put out. And that is just something you have to like get a hold of. I don't care how big or how small you are. There's always going to be a cost analysis when it comes to how you're going to produce or advertise or show your brand to your audience. However, you have to look at, okay, if I do it this way, how much of my audience is going to receive it negatively as opposed to how many will receive it positively now i've mentioned this before and and i kind of mentioned this over and over again but you look at nike and the choice to sign colin Ka- uh, kaepernick to be a brand ambassador after the backlash that he's received right and he didn't get signed to any team on the nfl And we can go on a whole other thing about that, but we won't. But Nike took that chance and said, you'll be our brand ambassador. We're going to roll out a commercial with you in it. You're going to narrate it. You're going to be the face of it. We are not going to hide that we are paying you Nike amount of dollars. And was there backlash? Absolutely. There were people cutting holes in their shorts and saying they were going to stick to Chuck Taylors, which 
guess they didn't get the memo that Nike owns them. So yeah, you had the people that were mad. There was a backlash over it. But with that backlash, you had more people accepting and loving what Nike did. And sometimes as a brand, you have to do that. And that's what I mean by working with people who are change makers, who are rule breakers, who are saying, you know what, this clothing line is going to cater to all people. That means this clothing line, I'm going to put somebody who identifies as a male in a dress, who wants to be in a dress, and we're going to make sure he looks good, and we're going to make sure it's advertised the way that we want it to be. By creating your brand, you've done something by saying, I need to fill in a market, right? There's something missing in this market. We talk about, like I said, I talked about Rihanna, but you look at bread. Sarah Lee didn't sit there and say, oh, Mrs. Barrett's already has some bread out, so I can't come out with the bread. Now, I don't know who came out first, but just roll with me on it, okay? You have these gluten-free companies, especially now that gluten-free has become such a thing. You don't just have one brand of gluten-free bread. You have multiple brands of gluten-free breads. They could have said, oh, you know what? That brand's already out, so I might as well not come out with my brand. But they didn't. They found something special. Them too, they're both gluten-free, so what makes them better than the rest, right? When you decide that you are going to come out with a brand, that's one thing that you, you need to look at. Look at your competition in the most friendly manner. You don't have to be a hater. You don't have to pick apart little trivial stuff, but you look at your competition and say, okay, this is who I'm against. What are they doing right? What are they leaving out? I don't want to say what are they doing wrong, but what are they leaving out? And then go forth from there. And that will allow you to develop your brand on your terms, figure out your why, figure out that mission statement, and really design around that. So what I've decided with this podcast is to talk about how to do that. I'm also going to talk to people who have done that. We're also going to talk a little bit more about kind of the other messy stuff. If you don't know by now, if you're new to 512 Studio Anything, I talk a lot about mental illness and I talk a lot about my my dealing with depression and my anxiety. And I say my because everybody's journey is different. And there are so many people who are out there that do struggle with depression, that struggle with anxiety, and they handle it. Their story, their journey is a, is a little bit different than mine. And that's fine because it all affects us and impacts us different ways. But I want to talk about that as well. Not in this really sad moment. I don't ever want to leave anybody just feeling down and drained. But talking about it, being honest about it, will help anybody out there realize that they're not alone and that this is normal and that just because you deal with one thing doesn't mean you can't go out and pursue the dreams and the goals that you have. So... We're going to hit up on some some mental illness talk. We'll talk about some trends. There might be a little shading of some trends. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, sort of. But 
this podcast is really all about helping you. It's about me learning from you, me learning from guests that come on here. I'm so excited just about the list of people that I've reached out to who have said, yes, we're just waiting to schedule. Um, you know, so if you have any questions, if you have any ideas that you want to throw out at me that you may have heard me talk a little bit before and I haven't mentioned it yet on a few podcasts that are coming up, just let me know. If you have questions, let me know. I love Q&A. I might do a whole Q&A series on a podcast one day, so definitely send me your questions to hello at 512studio.com. That is hello at F-I-V-E 12studio.com. By the way, that name, 512 Studio, the 5 represents May, the 12 represents 12th, as in my birthday. So now that you know, I expect presents. I love elephants, which is why it's on my part of my logo. So you can send me an elephant, a live one, or a stuffed one. But I would really like a live one, just saying. Just throwing that out there. So I hope you enjoy what's coming up. Again, feel free to ask me any questions. I will be happy to answer them as long as they're appropriate. And I will talk to all of you later.